all that kind of stuff. Everyone's afraid to have a bikini girl uh, in there. The closest thing to a bikini girl was Ashton Kutcher in that ad. I thought she was pretty. No, good. I think it was uh, the guy in the, <laughs> the singlet running through the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the closest closest you got to seeing skin. I wish they would have shown that. I wish they would show people running onto the field. I would have liked to have seen him get tackled, that guy. <laughs> and by the way, I mean, this whole, the whole stadium being, I know that they put up a bunch of cardboard of people to make it look like there's more people in the stadium. Well, I fell for it when I, you know, cause I don't watch a lot of football and I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, there's an awful lot of people there. And aren't we in a pandemic? And isn't this the wrong message to be sending out? Like, shouldn't we make it look like, like, they shouldn't have cardboard. They should make it look like there's seven people in the fucking audience. I, I mean, to remind well, they people allowed, that there's a pandemic. What was it, 25,000 in that stadium, and I don't know how many it holds. Well, but at the end of the game, everybody crowded around that area where they presented the trophy. That's when it got really crazy. Does, does, is everyone just fearless when it comes to the coronavirus? And is everyone kind of aware that there's now a a new component to the virus that it's morphing into an even more dangerous and vicious. I mean, and the more the virus travels, the more opportunity it has to yeah. uh, mutate. And then you see guys wearing masks. And at one point, the coach of uh, Tampa Bay or the other coach, I don't know which one was which. They're all just big, fat white men to me. They, <laughs> they, they, they had this guy, he, he's wearing a mask, but his nose isn't covered. I mean, I know, I know, you know. If anything, those cardboard people should have had cardboard ventilators attached to them so that they could remind people that there's a pandemic going on. I don't know how they're pulling all this stuff off. I really well, don't. the other thing that bothered me was when Tom Brady came up to answer questions, Jim Nance was standing like seven feet yeah. or eight feet away from him. And J- and t- uh, Tom said, could you come a little closer? Because I can't hear anything. Yeah. Hey, so Tom. he's inviting him to come closer and make him sick if he's sick. Could you please come into my personal space and give me COVID? <laughs> <laughs> and I wondered about all the hugging after the game. You know, Tom was like face to face with every team member yeah. just making out with them. Yeah. And Andy Reid's mask looked like a feed bag, didn't it? Did it? Because he was chewing something. <laughs> what was there. that? It had a big pouch. <laughs> Maybe there was food in there. <laughs> it doesn't look that effective. Yeah, I think he had like, um, like I think it was an actual horse's feed bag. <laughs> well, just to remind you, because the Super Bowl did nothing to remind you. Over eighty-seven thousand people tested positive for coronavirus in the U.S. yesterday, and just under thirteen hundred people died. Well, you know, the numbers have been going down. That's what everybody's saying now. But let's Mm -hmm. see if we don't see a spike as a result of Super Bowl parties. Yeah. I love people that people call me. What are you going to do for the Super Bowl? Nothing. Nothing. I'm going to watch it. Hey, Jim, what's up? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking away here and you've been on uh, in on the conversation. What's going on in North Carolina? Yeah, I love listening, man. Uh, do you uh, do you ever take naked pictures of Beth for fun? When I when we first met, we did a series of uh, nudes of Beth. <laughs> that that oh was a lot goodness. of fun. I used to love doing that. I took a lot of naked pictures, and then, you know, as the relationship progresses, there's less and less of that. Um, and uh, no, I, I mean that hasn't happened since we first started. You know, like. Like the first year of our relationship, there were nude pictures. There were, um, you know, craziness, but we've stopped that. Sex videos? We tried one time. My penis photograph, like the rest of me, my penis just looks fucking crazy on camera. It's like some, it, it, it like, like the capillaries and everything. It just, it, it was disgusting. And capillaries, we, we, capillaries are little. That wasn't a capillary. No, it's all. It, oh, you think my veins look like capillaries because my penis is so small? I don't know you what it is. You called them a capillary. Yeah, no, no. Like, I don't even mean the veins. I don't have any veins. You know, guys. Well, what's a capillary you're talking about? I'm just talking about everything looked very red and it, 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 looked, <laughs> it looked like something was wrong with me. I, I don't know, understand. Didn't look like porn, you know what I mean? We tried it once, and it was a disaster. We deleted the thing, and that was the end of that. You needed makeup for your yeah. uh, penis oh. so it would look normal. <laughs> I remember the Photograph scenario. well. <laughs> Since I had to photograph it, it was like one of these porns where, like, Beth walks in, and I'm there nude, and but all you see is my cock. 
you know, because I'm holding the camera and and then she comes in and um, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know what I was. I was like, hey, get over here or something, you know. Was she, she over and she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she came in. Yeah, and then like she was gonna, I guess, give me oral sex or something. I don't know. The whole thing was a disaster. <laughs> the whole shoot was a disaster. But then we and then we, we couldn't even watch it. It was so hideous. I didn't even want her seeing my cock on film. Ugh. And we just deleted the whole thing. That was the end of it. It was a disaster. I mean, I just don't have that kind of penis. You know, porn has ruined that for everybody. <laughs> I mean, unless you've got nine to ten inches of cock. Why are you? See, this is your problem. You're always comparing yourself yeah. to others. I don't want Beth. It, it just looks so lame. And the whole time she's like, I don't, I don't think I want to do this. I go, you know what? I don't either. <laughs> yeah, that was what you should have filmed. I don't think I wanted to. Oh, we filmed it. Don't worry. <laughs> it wasn't a real good. And Beth goes, this is so stupid. Let's just go in the bedroom. <laughs> it just was a disaster. You know what? I got to hand it to people who are professional porn actors. There's a lot There's more to it. There's an art to it. To it. There's an skill. art to it. And, you know, Very it's tough. insulting to those people for you to try it at home on your own. Uh, <laughs> it's like saying anyone can do it. You know, it's just like me saying, oh, I'm going to go hold a concert. That's insulting to musicians, people who have practiced their whole lives. I'm not having a, you know, I'm not getting together with my band. There's a reason I suck. And I suck at porn. It's not, you know, it's not that easy. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had a copy of this. I'd show it to you. I swear to the, the Sabruder film was sexier than what I did. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not kidding. Jackie O scrambling to the back of the of the car was sexier <laughs> than what I, what I was doing, but it was bad. Did you ever make one, Robin? I had a, a boyfriend once who uh, we were taking a shower together, and then all of a sudden I saw that there was a camera <laughs> sitting on yeah, the well, that guy, sink, and I, I was like just that like, guy. "That doesn't happen." I used to hang out with this boyfriend of Robin's. You know, we'd get together <laughs> once in a while because, you know, I was trying to, you know. Super Bowl parties, party. stuff like that. Stuff like that. And this guy with the camera. I, I was like, well, wait a second. We barely know this guy. I mean, I know Robin knows him, but he's running around with a camera at the Super and taking video. I go, what, what? I, I said to the dude, what's with you in the camera? <laughs> oh, I don't mean anything by it. I, I go, you know what? Why don't you go back to Robin's house? Well, go video her. <laughs> he couldn't video me, so he tried to video you. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's videoing. Me. He's videoing everybody. I was like, what, what, what is this guy? It, like, it's like it was surgically attached to him wherever you saw me. I know. I, you know, there are certain people who that's their thing. You know, like that gives <laughs> yeah. them some kind of identity. Yeah. Well, I, I was pretty happy. When Robin broke up with that guy. To, yeah. Yeah. Robin goes. Well, guess what? His thing is cameras, and my thing is not him. <laughs> I was glad when you gave him the heave ho. Yeah. I had a feeling he was trying to make sex videos with you. Oh, God. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, before I did a sex video, Beth and I decided to do it together. You don't just right. get in the shower with Robin and start taking video of her. She has to prep. <laughs> you know respect. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, it's rude. I mean, it's like, wait a second. Don't I get a choice in this? What do you mean? You're just getting in the shower and taking video? And by the way, who brings an expensive video camera into the shower? <laughs> well, it was sitting on the sink. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, even well, worse. That must be ridiculously bad. Well, that sounds like something that's against the law. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you didn't know what was on. Were you flipping out? Yeah, I was like, that's not happening. Take that. Give me that tape. I don't even know. I mean, you know, it wasn't like technology today it had a, a cassette hey. in it no. and i just said i'll be uh, taking that over and i ripped the tape out and threw it away <laughs> good for you and i will i just seen that robin yeah. <laughs> oh my oh robin's on you porn right now you just put in her name, <laughs> google her name. it does yeah just google me you know if I you mean, guys thing gary made one and you guys had a chance to see it would you watch gary's sex tape Oh, God. Of course we would. I, do, I watch Gary uh, 
trying to win back his girlfriend from years ago. I love that. <laughs> oh, we watched that over and over and over. Couldn't you know, Dustin, Dustin Diamond died. He played Screech on um, and he did our show. And there was a sex tape with him and he claimed it was another guy's cock in the sex tape. That's what I would have to do, too. <laughs> he had a stunt cock. Yeah, he had a stunt cock, but it was his <laughs> cock. He had a big cock. Yeah. Um, here, you know, let me do a little old bit. For, hey, hey, thanks, yeah, it's Jim. It's sad that he, you know, he just got diagnosed and it didn't take long. For it to take him away. Yeah, we had Screech on the show. He was a nice guy. You know, what nice guy. We knew him from the show. But he came in, answered all our questions. and The last time we had anything uh, to do with him, he was doing that fighting with the bagel man, the guy from the bagel shop. Yeah, he was going to fight that guy from the bagel shop. But I think he backed out. Yeah, he just didn't show up. He just let them all yeah. arrange it. And then he... <laughs> he ghosted bagel, them. <laughs> bagel boss guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Bagel boss was going to fight Screech. <laughs> which is ridiculous. But uh, Screech had nothing to do with it. Screech said he was going to show up and then didn't show up. You're right. Yeah. But No, not Screech. It was bagel boss guy that didn't show up. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> D- Dustin Diamond was there. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> that's a worse story than the one i remembered <laughs> uh here i'll give you a little uh let me give you a little bit a couple of people died while we were on vacation but yeah. um yeah dustin diamond screech and uh it was shocking because he died of stage four lung cancer he was 44 years old and he was only diagnosed three weeks earlier it turns out i was reading an article he was he had this huge lump on his neck but he wouldn't go to the doctor because he was afraid oh. that News would get out there that Screech had uh, cancer or so, or something bad. Uh, he didn't want well, people to see him. Well, that's ridiculous. I know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know who was advising him. And, um, yeah, of course, the Saved by the Bell was the name of the show in the 90s. And he was the nerd on the show. And He, he was, wasn't uh, a part of this reboot that they are doing, was he? No. There, a whole bunch of the cast were involved in the reboot and not screech ah but i think screech had a lot of problems with some of them because he wrote a book i remember he came on our show and he was bad mouthing some of the people in uh say by the bell right yeah he also played screech in the following projects good morning miss bliss saved by the bell the college years and saved by the bell the new class plus several tv movies he was always screech <laughs> he couldn't shake the screech thing. You know, he was like, Beaver no, once, you're, once you're screech, you're screech. That's it. And uh, when he was 11 years old, he got the part of screech. And uh, like I said, guy was a good actor. He just he couldn't shake the screech thing. <laughs> he did it too well. Yeah. Here he is being screech. Well, script that. You know what it is. Um, but he liked the role of Screech. I interviewed him in 2000, and he told me he loved playing Screech. I love the character Screech. I embrace it. I'm not like you know Jimmy Good Walker. Good for you. He won't. He won't. Eat, Jimmy Walker won't even do dynamite. When yeah, he you want to know something? Yeah. He should have stuck with dynamite. He would. He would have been living in a right. palace. Right. Screech bought me a house and a car. You know, yeah. and set me up. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong? You know, but Yeah, I I go crazy. This is why I like this kid. He says I'll be Screech. Listen, I want to work in show business. I want to make money. I'll be Screech. If I was Screech, I I'd be Screeching everything. <laughs> screech and the uh, screech versus the avengers i, I know care. you remember you used to say that to uh, about napoleon dynamite that that guy Absolutely. just be napoleon dynamite and was i right this kid You're who was in napoleon right. dynamite he was so good now i don't even remember his name but <laughs> he was so good in it and he announced i'm an actor i'm never playing napoleon dynamite again because they were thinking maybe we'll do another movie well have you what, what have you seen him in? <laughs> exactly. But uh, Screech had a different idea. He was like, I like this kid. He was like, hey, I like being Screech. It, it puts food on my table. What was that? I, I pitched him a movie, Screech versus Predator. He loved it. <laughs> I pitched it to several studios. No one took it. After I met him, I, I, I could see all kinds of projects. And by the way, Screech ends up beating up Predator which is oh. such a great film. Yeah. Yeah. 
He has a special gun they invent. Just <laughs> <laughs> would love to be Screech on Saved by the Bell. Let me tell you something. Every one of them who doesn't have a job right now. I'll go back and be Screech in a diaper. Uh-huh. The geriatric class. I'll do it. Right. He didn't care. Um, he made as much as $300,000 a year on Saved by the Bell, but he only saw 25% of the money. Dustin accused his parents of stealing the money. Ugh. Uh, so on on one of the shows, we got Dustin's dad on the phone to explain where the money went. And and, and honestly, I, I don't feel he had a great answer. <laughs> dad, I want you to tell them, like, okay, if, when I, before I was 18, before I had control of my money, where did the money go? Where I mean, what was it spent on? Not gambling. Well, the, when we got started with the whole thing, you know, when, when you get into this, this whole thing, it doesn't come with an instruction book. You know, your when, son's very upset about it. You understand that? Oh, yeah. I know. He, he goes through this all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because oh, I, I work 10 years and don't have anything to show for him. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. He was a good guest. Uh, Dustin, of course, worked with a lot of hot girls on the show. Callers called in. They asked him about it. And he, sa- he said, no, he, he didn't... Uh, I think he said he didn't fuck any of the girls on the show, except yeah, like like maybe some extras or something he had affairs with. I don't remember exactly what it was, but in 2009, Screech put out a book called uh, Behind the Bell, in which he trash-talked a lot of his co-stars. and He even called Tiffany Amber Thiessen a whore and claimed she had wild threesomes all the time. And wow. I got her on. The, yeah, it was crazy. And then I got her on the show, and, and she, I asked her about it. I, this was 2012. I said, Tiffany, what's going on with the screech and you, and what's, what is this? Most people know me, and they know that's not true. So, so. it doesn't bother So you have a very mature attitude about this. It doesn't this. bother me at all. I mean, I, at least... I actually feel sorry for him. I really do, because he had a, he had a very hard childhood. Um, he didn't have a great relationship with his father. His mother passed away when he was young. Um you know, he actually, there was times where he actually stayed with my parents and I, you wow. know, because he had such a, you know, a, not an easy childhood. So it's so sad had- that he's actually saying that when my parents actually, you know, had him stay at our house a few times. Hmm. She was pretty cool about it. You yeah. know, most people would have been a little more pissed. And then uh, in 2006, he made a porno called Screeched. <laughs> And uh, Dustin told Oprah, of all people, he did the movie in hopes of making the same $14 million he'd heard Paris Hilton made off her sex tape. Here's a clip when he was talking to Oprah about it. Oh, you want to see it, huh? Mm-hmm. You want to see the monster? Oh, that's the point. I want to see the monster. <laughs> all right, we'll take, we'll take the beast out. The beast. Oh, oh the monster. <laughs> the monster. <laughs> Come on, go, go to work. Go to work. Yeah, take the mojo. Oh, mm. oh, yeah. Work the mojo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I told him. Uh, as far as porno goes, you're not supposed to talk so much if you're the dude. And and they need that music. I'm missing the yeah. music. I don't like music in porn, honestly, but. <laughs> Really? I uh, yeah, I like conversation, but I don't like to hear the guy. I like to hear the girl talk about how well, much she needs it. Well, she's got a a mouthful, I think, at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, but he shouldn't talk so much. I told him that. Mm. Oh, you've done this before. Just <laughs> mm. <to> my husband. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, when when are you getting married again? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Mm. Don't cough. Oh, 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 here comes the D. Oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Too much talking. But well, he was the star, Howard. <laughs> I know. But still, he overplayed his hand on that one. He's like, you know, he's being screech in the porno. You wouldn't want to hear me tell like, if you were blowing me on a porno, you wouldn't want me going, Oh, my dick's in your mouth. Oh, uh, uh, it sounds like he's watching some kind of a sporting event. Right. <laughs> and you would be like, you know what? Don't keep telling me your dick's in my mouth. I'm doing this now. Yeah. Just calm down. I don't need a play by play. Yeah. yeah. My, my penis is being sucked presently and I'm very <laughs> excited about it. 
uh, Dustin came on our show and talked about his big dick. There's no way to go about this other than being gross. Okay. But, uh, you know, when you when you sit down on the toilet, yeah. you know, there's it's the water. Yeah, there's, you know. Hold on a second. Your penis is so big, you hit the water when you sit down. Yeah, it's a, it's a pain. And yeah, like, my cock's too big. It really is. And, you know, when you can't uncontrol an erection during the day, if you get one, it's... How big it's, is your penis? Ah, uh, I've never measured. I, I don't know, maybe... Uh, you like 12 inches erect? Oh, not that. I mean, close, but not that. Really? Yeah. 12 I'm inches? Probably close, no, no. Closer, probably maybe like 10 or wow. 10 and a half. George, that's quite big. Mm. It's not no. a great thing. It's, First it's, time you ever banged a chick, was she like, whoa? Like, do chicks like... Fr like you it was horrible. <laughs> Terrible. It's horrible being with a woman and whipping out 10 inches. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. You'd like to have that trouble. Yeah. George was in the studio that day. He's now sitting shiva. He said shiver for anybody who lost, you know, we lost who has a 10-inch cock. Yes, right. Another right. big dick is gone. God. If I had a huge dick, I'd measure it every day. I'd go, you know what? I'm just going to measure this gun because I don't even believe it. But Screech, I don't know why Screech got a big cock and I couldn't get one. I don't understand. How is that fair? How is that fair? Hmm. Anyway. Uh, what else can I say about Screech? Seemed like a real nice guy. He w he did have troubles, though. He was sentenced to four months in jail in 2014 after stabbing someone in a bar fight. It was a dark side to the Screech. Story. Yeah, I mean, when you say nice guy, mm. I mean, you've got to be careful. I know. Yeah, evidently, he wasn't so nice. Stabbed someone. But Dustin <laughs> Diamond seemed, he was nice on our show. Let's put it that way. Yes, he was nice to us. Yeah, he was nice to us, as most people are when they're on our show. <laughs> Dustin Diamond seemed to regret some of his behavior. In the last years of his life, he said his book was ghostwritten and that most of the shocking stories were not true. <laughs> he also well, claimed fine his, time to retract. He also claimed his porno was faked and that he used a stunt cock. Well, that's it. Um, but he, he showed remorse, but it wasn't enough to get him back in the grace of the good graces of the Saved by the Bell cast. He was one of the uh, few people who weren't invited back to be in the Saved by the Bell remake on Peacock, the Peacock yeah. Network last year. So there you go. Well, anyway, thanks for Goodbye. doing our show and right, good night. So no more dust and diamond. Uh, the other guy who died, I just saw this. This happened late in the weekend. Leon Spinks is dead. Did you see that? I know. I saw yeah. that. Former 67, champ. 67, I think. 67 years old. He uh, was suffering from prostate and other cancers for several years. 67 years old. Um, and and the, and Leon Spinks, for those of you who don't remember, he, he won a gold medal in, in the 1976 Olympics as a light heavyweight. And then he shocked the boxing world by beating Muhammad Ali for the heavyweight title. It's crazy. Became the undisputed yep. heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, it was only his, uh, I want to say, eighth professional fight. One of the greatest upsets in boxing history. Absolutely. Uh, and Ali won the title back from Leon later that year, gave him a rematch. But, but Leon was on top of the world for a while, you know, and he was a good guy. He used to do our show. We loved him. Once he showed up without his false teeth. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you remember this, but it was it, he came in and he didn't have his teeth in. and. He explained that they were stolen from his hotel room. And Robin and I were just like fucking freaking out because they're like, who the hell would <laughs> who be so low? Who loses their teeth in a hotel room? And, and who would want to steal Leon Spinks' teeth? What do you do with someone else's teeth? Did you think that when Leon was telling us this, I was thinking he just lost his teeth. <laughs> and I know a lot of people have false teeth. They don't like wearing them for some reason. They're uncomfortable. So I think I just think he was like, yeah, somebody's. Somebody stole my teeth. Well, I think like Lenny Dykstra, he takes his teeth out in a diner. Right. Even he lost them. And then they get balled up with the trash, and then he has to go through a dumpster and find them. Let's remember, Leon, I, I don't have any fight clips, but I do have him telling us about his teeth being stolen. He never fought with no, us. No, but he's <laughs> no, no. They got stolen. 
They got stolen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who steals your teeth? Who would steal your teeth? How many people could do something with your teeth? <laughs> well, you know, they could let me sign them, so what the hell? Hmm, they're probably a collectible. They're probably yeah. worth something. Yeah, yeah, they're in somebody's collection somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hey, Ma, guess what I got? Leon Spinks' teeth. These are Leon Spinks' teeth. You tell me you had the teeth, and what does you have, like a bridge you could take in and out? Yeah, I take a bridge in and out, but uh, somebody stole them out of the hotel room. That's the lowest thing I, I ever heard, hotel champ. hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, and you woke up. They were gone. They were gone. Yeah. Who got in there? Was it some... some While you were sleeping? Some broads? No, some, I don't know. Somebody probably made took it. The maid went in and took your teeth. Well, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now that I'm listening to that story, there's so, yeah. he was sleeping and the maid came in and yes. took his teeth. While I don't think that sleeping. happens. <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard all the stories very similar. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and your teeth are gone. Uh, by the way, uh, one of the things I loved about Leon Spinks was he had, he was just a very down to earth guy. I love that. Yeah. But he had an unusual speech pattern and we would have so much fun with his audio clips over the years. Uh, we used to make phony phone calls with Leon. Uh, here's Jack and Rod's phony phone call using Leon's voice. And I thought it was rather effective. And we're back on the Jack and Rod Show. I'm Rod Stivington. I'm Jack Mayoffer. And today, Rod, we have a special guest, Mr. Jeff Goolsby. How you doing, Jeff? Hi. Now, Jeff, you wrote a book called Social Security Upgrade. And here in the studio today, we have a social security expert to debate you on this issue. His name is Leonardo Spinkberg. Good, good morning. Jeff, give us one of your viewpoints, and we'll have Mr. Spinkberg debate it. Well... Right now, our Social Security system is um, it's better than we used to have years ago, but it's still really not very good at all. You think you can have it all night long? I, I didn't understand what you said. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, well, what I'm talking about is that uh, today, when people retire and... Um, well, I, I, well, I had to take myself, so I had to get by the best way I can. Uh, if you want to go to my website... <laughs> Uh, can y'all repeat what he says for me? No. I don't know how to debate something I don't understand. Huh? I do not know what you said. Huh? <sighs> <laughs> how insulting. Um, I understood perfectly what he was saying. Yeah, I don't think it was about Social Security at all. <laughs> well, Leon Spinks, a great guest of the show. and. Always fun. And a few years ago, if you remember, there was a big movement in the rap community to do mumble rap. Do you remember mumble yes, rap? Yes, yes, yeah. I do. Was the that hot didn't last? Thing. I'm shocked. <laughs> well, it was a style of rap where you, you really don't understand anything. People mumble, and we thought we'd have a huge hit song if we took <laughs> Leon and made a mumble rap track featuring JD who mumbles, Asian Pete who mumbles. Leon, of course, and and it you was sang like background. we put together a band. <laughs> yeah, we thought we, we really thought this was going to be huge in the mumble rap community. And Robin did some backup vocals, which was wonderful. And here's um uh, the song in case you forget this one. I don't know how this wasn't more successful. It was called "Mumble in the Jungle." song never took off never had a hit with that i remember we were so excited we we're like leon you're gonna have a hit song and he was like okay <laughs> <laughs> he liked it uh also dying cloris leachman for yes. those of you who are a bit older remember the mary tyler moore show cloris leachman and of course the great mel brooks movies 
<laughs> that's the three leads, right? The three top women on that show. Yeah. 94 years old. She played Phyllis Lindstrom, who was Mary's landlord on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And then she had a spinoff called Phyllis. Remember that? Oh, yes. Everybody spun. Yeah. Everyone spun. She won eight, eight Emmys. Eight Emmys. Do you know she also had an Academy Award? I forgot that. No, for what? I think she won for Best Supporting Actress for some film. Oh, I know what it was. The Last Picture Show with uh, Sybil Shepard. Yeah. Yes. But she was pretty great in uh, Young Frankenstein, too. Oh, loved her. Yeah. Very cool. She did our show, too. And then uh, she did our show once, and she said she was very friendly with Ted Kennedy, and I asked her if she ever banged Ted Kennedy. She gave me an opportunity to do my Ted Kennedy impression, and <laughs> she evidently, she says, no, no, we were just friends. But, and, uh, but I understand very- she loved to party. Like, even as an you know, elderly woman, she really? was always showing up for parties. Yeah. Hmm. Very feisty, very energetic, even in old age. Yeah, she went on Dancing with the Stars when she was eighty-two years old, and um, I asked her what it was like getting old. Do you worry about dropping dead? I mean, now, what is your what is your attitude toward age? Do you and worry about I dying? I think it sucks. Longevity. It's horrible. I right? hope you never get to be my age. Really? Well, you just aren't <laughs> the same. You aren't this. You're tired. It, just to walk, I. Is not the same as when I used to. Right. It's not the same ease. You have to really watch you what you're doing. Yeah, I don't want to trip, you know, and break my hip. And- <laughs> I know. And do you, and I even worry about you when you're walking I around. I hope you do because I hang on to things, though. I'd hang <laughs> I, on to you. So it's har- it's horrible. And, and also, when you're a young woman, every guy is paying attention to you. You're a sex object, this and that. Do you feel invisible? Yeah. I mean, that's a huge change, right, when you get older. Yeah. I don't feel invisible. You, you, you still know. get the men saying, you know, things to you and flirting with you? Yeah. Really? I think they're being kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, she's uh, she's up in heaven now with Screech making a sex tape. I think. <laughs> anyway, so rest in peace, Screech um, and uh, Cloris Leachman and Leon Spinks. Can I just say a, a word or two, Howard? Because someone who was instrumental in uh my career died uh recently as well while we were i'm not alive did i die (laughs) who else was instrumental in your career i mean i mean he's the reason we're together uh who is that his name was john jeppy oh john jeppy he ran the uh broadcasting school that i went to when did you get word that he died one of my friends sent me oh. his obituary because he was still in Maryland, but he was like an incredible guy. And I didn't, you know, and he never tooted his own horn, but he was a hmm. high school teacher. He put together an organization to improve race relations in uh, Baltimore City schools. He he did all these amazing things. And then he opened this uh, broadcasting school and the first time I he came to class to ask to talk to the new group of students, I raised my hand to ask a question. And he said, you see me after class today. Is this a, I, the straddle story? Did you straddle no, him? No. Oh. No. I went Forgive up me. to his office and yeah. he said to me, you could be a star in this business. And he didn't just say that. Then he introduced me to everyone he knew in broadcast. Wow. He made personal introductions for me. Hmm. And one of those people that he introduced me to was Denise Oliver. Oh, who put us together. That's right. That's right. And so, yes, he uh, died of COVID. John Jeppy. He died of COVID? Died of COVID. Oh. I think well, he was in it. his uh, late 80s, but a wonderful man. Any time I called him for advice, he was always there for me. He was, and he never asked for anything. He was just happy with my success. He never and, said to uh, you, "I would like you to straddle me." No, 
He didn't never. know the straddle story, and he never wow. asked for that treatment. Isn't that something? But he was an inspirational human being, and I was lucky to have known him. So I send my sincere condolences to his family. Hey, as long as we're on death, let's see how good you are. Since we're doing all these obituaries, you tell me if they're dead or alive. I always like to quiz right. you. you. You consider yourself an expert in it. On death, yes. On death. All right, so I'll start with an easy one. Cloris Leachman. She's dead, of course. That's right. I'll, I'll make it a Mary Tyler Moore theme. All right. All right. Gavin McLeod was the guy who played um, the captain on the love boat, but he also yes. played the uh, writer Murray. On the Mary Tyler Moore Tyler show. Tyler Moore yeah. show. So, dead or alive? Captain alive. Steubing. You say he's alive. I do. Really? Yeah. I would have said he's dead. But you're right. He's alive. He's alive. I saw him a couple of years ago. <laughs> Did you? 89 years yeah. old. He yeah. is a Christian activist who once is appeared he? on the Pat Robertson show, the 700. Wow. How do you like that? I had no idea he was up to that. All right. Ed Asner, who played Lou Grant. On he's the alive. Pat very much alive. And look at you. I would have said he's dead. No, I just saw him recently in something. Cobra Kai playing Johnny Lawrence's stepdad. That's right. But, He's the bad dad. Right. Who who knew that? I I mean, I saw that episode too, and I didn't even remember that he was in it. <laughs> All right, Ted Knight. He played Ted Baxter, he, the egotistical anchor. He's dead. He's You're right. Dead. That I knew. He died in 1986 from cancer. Look at you. You're getting everyone right. You're going to get one wrong now. All right. Valerie Harper, dead or alive. Oh, please. All right. All right. She's here's dead, a, and a, she has not revealed the words you gave her. That's right. Georgia Angle, who played Georgette, the ditzy girlfriend of Ted Baxter, dead or alive? Dead. Dead. You're right. 2019. Cause of death unknown. Why? Ooh. She she was a Christian scientist and didn't, oh, she didn't believe in seeing anything. doctors. Check. That's right. Betty White, who played TV host Sue Ann Nivens. Alive. She alive? Yes. See, I would have said she was dead. <laughs> she is alive. There you go. That's it? No, you got them all right. She's 99 years old. Yeah, I haven't seen Betty around in a while, but she's still here. Oh, wait, here, I have one more. This has nothing to do. Let me, I made a note of this. I'll give you a good quiz. I'll tell you a story, and then I'll give you a quiz. You like uh, games. So. I do. All right. I'm going to play you a song. You ready for my song? I am. Okay. I got to set this up. <laughs> Hold on. And then, I, and then I'll tease you with this. I, I have a, the return of Beetlejuice. That's all I'm saying about it. Ooh. All right. Let's see if I can find this song. The first time we'll hear from Beatle in 2021. Right. Okay, here's the song. Just listen to this song. And and think to yourself, what group is this? Who, what is the name of this song? What is this song? All right. It, it, I love this song, by the way. You know this song? Yeah. This is a song I've played on the show before, and it's part of my personal song list on my, my list of songs. Okay. That's a real band. <laughs> it's a real band. You don't like that song? Uh, no, it's not bad. Oh, yeah. It's a real good song. 
Yeah, that's a real band. It, you you probably don't remember. I've played it for you before, but it's uh, it's John Led Bonham. Zeppelin. It sounds like Led Zeppelin, but it's Jason Bonham's band. It's John Bonham's oh. son, Jason, who we know. J- Jason Bonham put together a band called Bonham. Yes, and they had a this was a hit song for them. Wait for you. I don't know whatever happened to the band. Who was is a, that singing? No, that's what we're getting to. I was going to say to you, who is the lead singer? Do you know who it is? Only because I looked it up. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. When did you look it up? Just now? No. No, I heard that the lead singer Oh, died. you did. Oh, well, there goes my bit. But I don't remember his name. <laughs> but it was Metcalf or something. Yeah, yeah. McMaster. I McMaster. never thought... The reason I was driving at this, I always thought there was a woman uh, singing lead on that. I thought it was like one really? of the Hart sisters, you know, one of the Anna Nancy Wilson sisters. I always thought it was a woman singing on that. But that that that's a dude. The of lead course, singer. It sounded like a dude to me. And it yeah. sound, sounded very much like Robert Plant. Right. But it's Daniel McMaster. And then I read that he died. He was... I don't know when he died, but he he was 39 years old when he died. Yeah. And I didn't know that he died, but it was like, like, I mean, I'm talking about he died several years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He died in like 2008. But what? Listen to this story. The former lead singer of British hard rock band Bonham died Sunday at Thunder Bay Regional Health Sciences Center of a... Group A streptococcus infection. He was 39 years old. Daniel McMaster had been living in the northwestern Ontario city for the past eight years with his partner, Tina McCallum. And here's the thing. At the time of his death, McMaster worked as a long haul trucker, most recently for Pro North Transportation. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, he was a trucker. And he wanted the reason he was no longer singing was he wanted nothing to do with fame. He wanted nothing to do with music. He just wanted to drive a truck and go back into obscurity. Oh, Don't you think God. that's a fascinating he was a story? Great singer. Yeah, the guy could really sing. And I thought that band was really good. I don't know what happened. Yeah, why they, they sound broke up. Great. Yeah. That's amazing. Didn't um, want any part of it. Yeah, it's a sad story. McMaster thought he had a cold, and by the time the doctors realized what it was, it was too late. McCallum said describing the death is unexpected. Um it's something most people fight off naturally, or if it is caught, results in strep throat. For some freaky reason, it got in his bloodstream. Once that happens, there's not a lot they can do. Uh, McMaster experienced the life of a rock star at a young age, releasing two albums before the age of 25 with Bonham, a band named after the drummer Jason Bonham. Right. Um. I don't know. What a wild story. If you could sing like that, you'd never give it up. Yeah, it's, you never read stories like this. I know uh, people who are still trying to be famous after the they bottom, have musical talent. Yeah, after the bottom breakup, he was finished with rock and roll. He wanted nothing to do with the lifestyle. In the end, he didn't want to tour. He didn't want the fame and the fortune. He just wanted his music to be heard. So he didn't like any aspect so of show business. he didn't like the women, no, <laughs> the partying, all the fun stuff of being a rock star. McMaster continued to write music, played with a local hobby band, On My Blues Band. Oh, My Blues Band. McMaster leaves two children. Uh, this was years ago, you know, in 2008. Devoted father, funny guy. That's a shame. But how often do you read that a dude... Passes on all that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. For me to confuse him with uh, Robert Plant, I was like... What Led Zeppelin song is this? Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a, there's a list of people who died in just one week while we were on vacation. 
they're, you know, that's a heavy list, yeah. I think. By the way, on tomorrow's show, we'll be talking to Kristen Wiig, who I think, I think, again, I hate to make lists like Gary, but I think she's in the <laughs> top five. I think she is in my top five. It's hard to make a top five of all the people who performed on Saturday Night Live, but she is an incredible performer. The characters that she did on Saturday Night Live. What and, and I'm anxious to talk to her because I don't know which cast member I was interviewing who said uh, some of the best guest stars who performed on Saturday Night Live were actors as opposed to comedians. And if you think about it, um, Eddie Murphy aside, because he does great characters too, but um, you know, it seems to me that the actors, like Belushi was an actor. He wanted to be right. an actor. He wasn't a comedian. He didn't do stand-up comedy. Aykroyd, too. He didn't do stand-up comedy. Uh, same with um, Bill Murray, an actor. I put her in that category. You know, Kristen Wiig. She just does so many great characters. Like that character with the little hands. You know, the, yeah. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Lord Michael no, she said was, she she was really riveting when she was on that show. Like you yeah. always wanted to see what she was up to. Yeah, I was watching this week. They, they're doing this thing on Saturday Night Live now that I really like. They're having women play men. That was great this past yeah. weekend. It was so funny when yeah, what's uh, that? that girl was playing the coaches. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really funny from the Super Bowl. She was yeah. great. And when Kate McKinnon does Rudy Giuliani, I thought that, you know, I think that's really yeah, she funny. does Fauci. She does right. Giuliani. She does everybody. Yeah, they've tapped into something there. But Lauren Michaels, who is the producer of Saturday Night Live, said she's in the top three or four, Kristen Wiig. And I bet. Uh, David Spade said she's in his all time top five. So I have. Yeah, to when she that. was when she left the show, it was almost like, geez, I don't know if they can go on. To such a high standard without her. And of course, they found some other really talented people. Yeah. She seemed great. to be good at that. He seemed to find some really talented people. I know. I don't know where he did yeah. them up. Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Eric in New Hampshire. I'll take a couple of calls. I got a bunch of things to get to here. We're working our way through. Oh, he's hey so now, much Howard. to get through. Hey, now. Hey, uh, I just wanted to set the record straight on Tom Brady. Um, I'm a New England guy. I was a senior in high school when he won his first championship. The guy is an absolute savior to this area, and uh, he's he consistently took less money to stay with the Patriots, and that's because Bill Belichick is also the general manager of the team. So, you know, a bunch of people called in saying that, you know, he's he could have gone anywhere. I think if he felt loved by Bill Belichick, he never would have left the Patriots. I mean, the yeah. guy is that's why I like that whole story so much. Something went down where he should have st he should have finished out his career with the Patriots. Somebody there probably got the lame brain notion that it was time to get rid of him. And I love that he just said, fuck it. I'm going to Tampa Bay. I just love that's why I was rooting for him. I wanted to see him win and I'm glad he won. And I yeah, think I mean, he, that he deserves uh, it more than anybody. And I bet you Belichick's like, shit, I should have held on to him. Yeah, I bet you he doesn't have the leadership in that position that uh, Tom Brady always provided. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's, it's tough now because in New England, we have a lot of people that are always 100% for the coach, for Bill Belichick. He's the, he's the guy. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's coming out that he's really not. I mean, he hasn't drafted well at the offensive position. For well, guess years. what? There's a lot it, of it, Tom Brady now proved to everybody, like, this is the definite icing on the cake for him it's like dudes i went to tampa bay and now i'm in the super bowl in one season uh if that if, that, if that's not a guy leading him oh, that's a guy leading a team i mean come on and everyone here in new england saying that he went to a stacked team and it's like you know tampa is a decent team and they had a quarterback last year who threw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions nobody's ever done that before with that many interceptions and he comes in his first year and he wins the Super Bowl. I mean, I can't think of a better story for a guy to, you know, well, you know please about his legacy. I mean, the guy's. How incredible. do you like that guy who called in earlier who goes, 
yeah, Tom Brady's not so great. Oh, that, that team just needed someone who could lead them. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's exactly why he's great. <laughs> that team yeah, just that, needed you know what? All yeah. those sportscasters who were talking last night admitted they didn't recognize the talent that Tampa Bay had because right. they didn't play that well before Tom Brady came Howard, along. Can I pay you a, uh, a compliment, if that's okay? Uh, Fuck yeah. I, I just want to thank you, too, for what you've said about the coronavirus with, you know, I, I've got a young daughter. She's 11 months old. We stay home. We don't go anywhere. We don't see people. I'll, I'll tell you, being on social media and seeing all of these famous people at the Super Bowl without a mask, I mean, people that got their yeah. arm around Robert Kraft and the guy's got to be 85 years old now. And yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't understand it. it personally, you know. But I'm afraid of the coronavirus. I'm afraid of the new mutation yeah. that is going on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. I don't know how they're running around all, you know, inviting each other to dinner. And I mean, I don't know. I'm talking to friends of mine. They're all in restaurants. I don't get how they're doing it. God bless you. If you, I, I'm, I don't have the balls Traveling, to take on coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't what get did it. You think I think of, uh, of John State. What did you think of John Stamos with uh, his third exposure? I know he came out and he was sad that he wasn't able to see his kid, but mm. at the same point, it's like, does he necessarily need to, you know, need to work and get exposed so many times? I mean, I'd prefer to stay with my child if I had that kind of money. I don't know what kind of money he's got. Number one, number two, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know anything about. Where's he getting exposed? I don't know oh, what's came, going on. He came out on uh, on Instagram, I believe, and just said that. Um, you know, he was exposed for the third time. He has to quarantine away from his kid hmm. for two weeks and he's really upset and people need to start wearing masks and so forth. And it's like, you know, I, I appreciate the message, but if you've been exposed for the third time, it's probably because you're not taking the proper precautions either. You know, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I can't comment. You should see me when I see another human being, I run. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're supposed you should see to do. <laughs> you posted a picture right of you uh uh you, 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 you i saw robin uh, always is, is suited up even at home alone she's wearing right. a full full I gear run. i know how to stay away from covid you stay away from people we're doing the show now and robin is suited up i mean she has a full <laughs> mask on and plastic over her face <laughs> i'm, I'm the... in my own bubble my own pod gotcha Gotcha. Good for you. Respect you. Uh, okay, Bobo. What's up? Hey, now, Howard. How you doing? I was curious to know if anybody reached out to you again to do a Super Bowl ad commercial with the great Tom Brady via Zoom. <laughs> no, you know, this guy, he's such a character. Bobo, you're such a character. I told this the story the other day. This is an annual question. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know that I was asked to no, be in a Super Bowl commercial one time. No, I told the story I know that. ten That's times. That's the question. Oh, was I, I asked, asked again? They asked you again, yes. No, the they didn't ask me. No, they did not. Thank well, you. after he turned them down that first time, you think they come back every year with the same yeah, idea? Yeah, Stern, why not? He's the oh, greatest. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Bobo. But I 